We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am certainly delighted that you have joined us today for the Blessing from the Valley, and this is Pastor Mark Brandon with you today, and hopefully we can say something, make it a little easier for you to to do what's right, a little harder for you to do what's wrong today with this podcast, and uh, what a joy it is to be able to come to you by this means. I want to share, uh, discuss a topic today, just simply this, when things go wrong, when things go wrong. Uh, You know, it is a blessing to be a Christian, and I hope and pray you are a Christian. And what I mean by that is you have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you believed on Him and believed on Him and Him alone. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Him. And when you trust Him, repent of your sins, trust Him as your personal Savior, you become a child of God. You become a Christian. And uh, we are to be Christ-like. But it is a joy to be a Christian. Uh, But this world, to be quite honest with you, is under a curse. And sadly, I must tell you, and I know you know this, but things go wrong. Uh, Plans fail. The outcome of our goals sometimes isn't what we had hoped for. Sometimes our dreams are shattered. Hey, tragedy does strike. Death takes its toll. And pain is a part of everyday life. And Although we know we can have joy in trials, and we should have joy in trials, and we know that God works all together for good. We believe that, Romans 8, 28. Not all things are good, but that God works all things together for good. But sometimes we don't see it. Some days our faith wanes, and we wonder where God is. And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, in the book of Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 11, we're going to read of such a true event, and a patriarch. I mean, a great man of God's life, and it's a great encouragement to me. So let's look at it in Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. The Bible says, now when John, speaking of John the Baptist here, had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear, And see, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. I'm going to stop right there just for the sake of time, but, you know, John the Baptist, and here just in a little bit, I, I can read it later, but later on the Lord explains to these people here that, he said in verse 11, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. And we know John the Baptist. He was, the Bible very clearly says, one of the greatest men of, of born of woman. He was a great preacher. He was bold and courageous. He actually challenged the morals of King Herod. He pointed out his sin, and that landed him, landed him in prison, in a dungeon. And that's where he's sitting as he As we read about this incident right here in verse 2, the Bible says, Now when John had heard in the prison, now that makes all the difference. Uh, We understand that he's in a rough spot. To be quite honest, we know that this is the end of the road for John. He's living in his final days. And what's no doubt to him, 
is in a, a in a deep dark place. Uh, he had lived his entire life for the Lord. The Bible says he was filled with the Spirit of God from his mother's womb. He surrendered at a very early age to be God's spokesman and the forerunner to the Messiah. He lived his entire life in God's will. And now he's spending his final days in prison. And in fact, we know nothing gets better. We know here in just a little while that we won't read later that John is rescued from prison. No, he's beheaded. But I want to point out here some things that I think has been very helpful to me and I pray will be helpful to you as we think about this thought when things go wrong. So let's look at John's concern in verse 2 and 3. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. John is having doubts. He sends his disciples with a message. He said, I want you to go to Jesus. We thought he was the Messiah. I think he is the Messiah. He's my cousin. But he's basically asking him if he really is the Messiah or should we look for another? He's having doubts. Now, he's asking this question, is, is the Lord really who he claims to be? Now, here's the question. Was there ever a time in John's, John's life or in his ministry when he knew for a fact that Jesus was the Messiah? Sure. He was the one who walked before Jesus saying, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Who said that? John the Baptist did. Did he have any doubts then? No. But why not? Well, here's, here's the difference. Because now he's in prison. Times are tough. He's used to being in better circumstances. He's in a valley with no mountains in sight. And maybe he even envisioned a better end than this. Prison wasn't in his plans. And he's saying, Jesus, if you're really the Messiah, why am I here? This is not the way that I imagined. Why is it happening this way? And I want you to know that brings out such humanity in John the Baptist, and we all can relate to this. Uh, there's times in our life when things go wrong. We doubt everything. We question everything. By the way, many believers live for God for years. And then they see him work in power in their lives, and they've seen them seen the Lord work uh, in a powerful way in their church. And they've experienced the glory days, and they've seen the ups and the downs. That they've they've went down, they've went through the downs, and they've come up in the ups. You know, we know the Christian life is about ups and downs, and life uh, there is absolutely change. Uh, there's going to be valleys and mountains. But we understand what happens is through the process of time, uh, sometimes we slow down spiritually. Our excitement wanes. The freshness fades. Their vision, our vision of God diminishes. Their attitude weaknesses. And many times this is in the times of the prison. Maybe it's in times of a, of a discouragement when things just didn't work out like we think. And what do we do? We become doubt-minded. They become doubt-minded. We become doubt-minded. And uh, what we do is we find ourselves on a downhill grade. The victories in the mountaintops of yesterday has been forgotten. So I want to encourage you today. We, we realize John is in a place where he has become doubt-minded. Yes, John. Now, I don't know about you, but this is comforting to me. You say, why, Pastor Mark? Well, to know that a man of this stature, as great as John the Baptist in times of tough circumstances, he gets discouraged. He has doubts. That reminds me that I'm normal. <laughs> I'm not a spiritually abnormal being for having these low times. 
If John the Baptist had doubts, then we're going to go through periods of doubt. If you've been saved long at all, you can think of times that you went through doubts. All through my life, I've dealt with this and I've dealt with others. They question and, and they doubt God's love. I've heard this. Maybe I've even said it in the times past. Well, Lord, if you love me, why do I have to go through this? Sometimes people doubt God's power. They say, Lord, why don't you fix this situation? Sometimes, and quite honest, this probably happens more than not, we question God's justice. How can you let them get away with this, Lord? And then I believe every Christian has doubted their salvation from in time of their life. Almost all believers have doubts about their salvation at some time. So all believers have doubts, and the doubts come, what, when we're in a prison or we're in the valley. So my question this morning is, what is your prison? Is it financial? Could it be physical sickness? Could it be family? Could it be a disappointment? Could it be discouragement? Could it be a marital conflict? Think about it. By the way, some people today are doubting because of the things that are going on presently in our country, in our political situation. And you've thought, look, I've done all that I know to do. I've tried to be faithful. I've tried to serve you, Lord. I'm tithing. I, I know I'm not perfect, Lord, but at least I'm trying. What are you doing? What are you going to do, Lord? And Here's what we say, just like John did. Art thou he that should come, or we look for another? Now, let me give you the reason for John's perplexity in a nutshell. John had doubts because Jesus had not lived up to the preconceived notions, I believe, in John's mind. John had preconceived notions in his mind of what he should be and where he should be and, and, and what the Lord should do. John had kind of formed a mold in his mind that Jesus should fit into. And when Jesus didn't fit into that, now John has doubts. And isn't that so much like us? So many times we get these preconceived notions in our minds and, you know, we, we absolutely think things should be this way or we think things should go this way. But you know what? God knows best. He does all things well. We have to trust him even in the dungeon. We have to trust him even in the prison. We have to trust him in the middle of our valley. And sometimes the problem is just simply this. We don't see the big picture. I don't believe John's seen the big picture. John had an incomplete revelation of who God is. He didn't understand that Jesus had to come the first time to suffer, bleed, and die for our sins. And most of the Jewish people that lived during that time did not understand that. But he didn't understand the next time that he would come, he would be setting up his kingdom. John had doubts because he didn't have the big picture. You know, I want to encourage you today. Many times we don't know the big picture, but we know the one that does. So I want to encourage you today to trust him. You know, many times um, I think of an old illustration of where a young boy was playing on the floor and his mother was embroidering. And on the bottom side, he would look down from the floor, up from the floor, and all he could see was a jumbled mess of where she would tie all the string off to the back. And she said, well, you just keep playing there, son. And here after a while, when I get finished, I'll, I'll let you come up here on my side and I'll let you view what I'm doing. And sure enough, he said, was always his mother would get him up on his lap and he would see this beautiful picture. And he would say to his mom, but you know, down on the floor, I couldn't see what you see. And isn't that a, a, a beautiful illustration that many times we just simply don't see everything God sees. But in 
that day of our prison, in those days of doubts, in those moments of doubts, we need to trust him even in the dark. Because I can promise you this, he has your best interest in mind. So I want to leave you with that. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.